Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. Mittwoch, 20 Uhr. Herzlich willkommen zu Bolesk on Air mit Lada Redstar und Lily Tiger. Und heute gibt es eine ganz besondere Episode und zwar das Best of. Denn insgesamt gibt es ja schon 13 Episoden, also Bolesk on Air läuft schon ein Jahr lang. Und nun hallo an Lily Tiger und Lada Redstar. Hello Susanne, hello Lily and hello dear listeners. We are back again with a very, very special episode which is going to be the best of the past season. You have been with us for a whole year listening to our stories about burlesque and showgirl life and about sex, of course. We had many amazing experiences. We have been spanked. We talked about anal orgasms. We've been in a dungeon of a dominatrix and so, so, so much more. So tonight we'll go through all these things with you again for an amazing experience of the best of the past season of Burlesque on Air. And with us tonight, there's as well our new co-host, because of course that is the new thing of this uh, new season coming up your way, Lily Tiger. She's with us tonight. Welcome to Burlesque on Air. This is your second episode. You've missed a lot, but oh well, we're gonna leave so many things together starting from now. <laughs> yeah, hello Lada, hello Suzanne. Yeah, this is actually my second um, episode that I'm co-hosting. I was thrown into the cold water right away and I had to take all my clothes off for the last, for my first episode. So everything that comes out, it's like a, I'm fireproof now, right? <laughs> So um, now we're going back and we're just like putting together all the highlights and the funny stuff from all the, uh, the episodes that were before my time. And I'm very excited to listen to all of them again, or at least the, the great parts. And um, yeah, so it all started with uh, Lady Lou, who gave um, to the audience who maybe didn't know uh, that much about burlesque, a good introduction about what it is. So if you want to listen to the full episode uh, from back then, you can find it on SoundCloud and go to channel of Kirkus Radio, which is spelled K-I-R-K-U-S-S. Uh, find the Burlesque on Air playlist and you can see all the episodes there. You can always also go over f uh, the Facebook page of Burlesque on Air. There's a link on the left side and I guess you'll find your way there. You don't, you're not little kids anymore. We don't have to take you by the hand, right? No, this is a radio show <laughs> for big boys and big girls. So That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to the first words that we sent out there to our audiences. Hello, Suzanne. So first of all, I just want to say I'm really happy to be back in the studio. And um, after our last interview, it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. And I'm really happy to work on this new project uh, called Burlesque on Air with Lady Lou which is going to be filled with many interesting stories, tales, experience of my burlesque life. What exactly is burlesque and where does it come from? So burlesque is a striptease dance. 
And it is a form of striptease that includes um, theatre, acting, glamour, costume. So it's not the typical striptease that you would find uh, in a table dance bar or a strip club. It's uh, more a form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So when I perform, it's in a wide range of places. Sometimes it's theatres, bars, clubs, corporate events, weddings. And the audience is generally men and women. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it's mostly women who come to burlesque oh, really? shows. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I'm performing, the first three rows of people at the front are screaming women. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> take it off, take it off. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. um, because, yeah, it, for women to see this is very empowering uh, to see a burlesque uh, performer and um, her styling, her costume and the fantasy. Um, and yeah, the styling of a burlesque performer is very important. So we take our inspiration from act actresses and, um, uh, performers from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, and back then the burlesque performers, um, had very extravagant costumes and it wasn't just about the sex part of it. Um, it was also a form of entertainment. And, uh, but the modern burlesque, um, mixes, so the, uh, vintage aspect of it with the hair and makeup and costume styling with modern uh, elements as well modern music sometimes and mm -hmm. uh, modern themes but we always go back to this era from the 20s and the 30s 40s and 50s mm -hmm. where performers were the girls were very glamorous and feminine and um the striptease that they were doing um was also entertaining Six. So, of course, this was uh, Lady Lou's um, introduction. And then I think it was five episodes later that Lada came in and her approach on what burlesque is might sound a little bit different. Let's hear it. But we have to be clear, burlesque is about sex and it is about seduction and it is about making love to somebody on stage, to the audience, to one man, to a woman, just making love on stage. And it is about that. That is a truth and that is a fact. Sex. Okay, you heard her, I think. I think the ladder storm just uh, uh, swept over you. <laughs> yeah, the ladder storm definitely arrived on that episode. And the things happen quite naturally. Maybe people are wondering how this radio show was even born. And the Ask Me Lada radio show was born that night during my interview. And we were drinking, I think they were smoking a cigarette. And I was drinking a little glass of wine. I was like, look, I've had this dream of having a radio show where people would call me and ask about sex advice why wouldn't we just do it and it just happened like that so that's how the first episode of Ask Luelada happened the months after and uh, yes I brought in a lot a lot of sex a lot of sexuality a different vision of burlesque and as well something that was very important to me which was interviewing the legends of the burlesque for those listeners that don't know uh, it is the ladies who have performed back in the 50s back in the 60s and that have shared during our episodes their most amazing 
amazing stories and their most touching moments of their careers back in the back on the the good old times. And uh, one of those ladies gave us an amazing description about burlesque. What is burlesque for her? And it's a very short description, but all so effective. And it was shared with us by the amazing Dusty Summers, the only Las Vegas nude magician. Let's listen to it. Simply sexy. Ah. <laughs> and what an amazing experience has been to talk to all the legends and they have given us so many wonderful advice and especially a very precious advice about how to be an amazing burlesque performer and it was again Dusty Summers who shared it with us okay I'll, I'll, make, I'll give you two or three short ones yes <laughs> one of them was probably the most difficult and that's hold your stomach in together <laughs> yeah. with stand up tall or as they say, uh, Rusty Warren used to say, knockers up, hold your shoulders back and your boobies out, hold your chin up, and keep in mind what you look like when you look in the mirror is the way you want to look to an audience. And look your audience in the eye. Make each one out there feel that you're performing for them and them alone. Make that eye contact when you can and smile. Awesome. Perfect. So posture, posture, posture. Posture, posture, y'all. Stand up straight. You know, if you're pointing a toe, put some stretch into that leg. If you're pointing your hand, put some stretch into that arm, you know. Yes. And, uh, and, and good posture will, you know, good posture alone will probably take five to ten pounds off of your figure. It makes you look like you're slimmer than you are. Six. So, my dear audience, now we've touched the um, the difficult um, topic of losing weight, and of course, it's not really about uh, an amount of weight that you lose. It's, it is actually about posture. It's about the empowering force of burlesque, uh, even though some people might not think so or might still think within the box and want uh, the girls to have a certain size and a certain weight. And that's also what happened to um, Julieta Ladal, who is a Berlin burlesque performer and was interviewed in one of the earlier episodes. And listen to what happened to her. Well, like I went to some struggles, like I mentioned before, and this means I was working with the management that started at one point to be really, really controlling. Like they called me in the office one day and were saying, well, like Teresa, what about you're going to do some weight? What about you get a boob job? What about you change your hair color? And before that, I never really doubted myself. I was actually getting quite confident through all the good feedback as a performer and all the success I had so far. So hearing this instantly made me becoming insecure suddenly, just like this. And I was, wow, okay, what are I going to do? And actually my reaction first was the opposite of what they wanted. I ate even more. <laughs> I was getting unhealthy and I was just really frustrated and doing things where I was like, hmm, no, it can't continue like this. So when I had this point of where I was thinking, oh, it can't continue like this, I was, no, I have to go back to my happy place. I have to go back to what I, what I love. I have to find my passion back. And that's actually when I went out of all of it and left everything behind and went to Dubai, moved to Dubai to join the circus. So my advice would be, yeah, like maybe even start something new, start a new hobby or go back to old passions and be happy and confident with who you are and what you love to do. Sex. Sex. 
And what a touching story Giulietta Ladoz has shared with us. And it makes us think about the role of burlesque as well for the lives of so many women, for example, the women who come to our workshops and share with us their fears about their body, their body types, about feeling too fat and how much society put pressures on us to have these perfect bodies. And I think what is really amazing about burlesque is that the women who do burlesque on stage, they are breaking those rules. They're making, we are making our own rules about what the sexuality of a body should be and how a sexual body should be. And we are deciding ourselves what is that going to be and not the magazines and not the society and not the big fashion brands and i think that's really amazing it's a really amazing role of burlesque yeah well after all this as you can hear also in our next song that is coming up uh not everybody thinks uh, that skinny girls is all there is but um listen to this next song of uh, bull moose jackson and it's called big fat mamas are back in style again Listen, sister, you should wear a smile. Jump for joy like a child. Big fat mamas are back in style. Listen, brother, come on, turn that dial. Hear that crowd, they're going wild. Big fat mamas are back in style. You need a big fat mama. Boy, you can't go wrong. You need a big fat mama. Through your home, sweet home Listen, mama Keep that double chin Cause the little fat mamas And the big fat mamas Are back in style again Baby, you ain't got a waistline Mama, I don't get streamlined Keep that fat right where it's at It's mine And that's that Kreatives Radio für Berlin. Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. 
And I think that one of the most amazing things uh, that uh, we had in the radio show was the legends sharing their amazing and fabulous and super funny experiences from the good old days when they were performing back in the 50s and the 60s. And I think one of the best highlights of those experiences was uh, when Satan's Angels told us in one of the episodes all the crazy presents that she has received from her fans. And we have to say that her bigger fan was Elvis Presley himself. Let's listen to it. When I, I used to work Alaska a lot, and, and uh, I started in the 60s. I worked there in the 70s and, and the early 80s. And I always went up there because sometimes they didn't have money, you know, but they had gold nuggets. You know, like one time I was on stage <laughs> and this guy, this, this old minor prospector, you know, digging for gold type looking gorilla guy. You know. He came running down the aisle of the of the cabaret's seating area and he was screaming ah! and he had these two great big huge bear hunting <laughs> rifles. Big, big hunting rifles. And I and I was standing there in my pasties and my g-string, going, "Holy shit! The man hates my show. He's gonna kill me! Oh my god! I'm looking left and right, and I'm panicking, you know." And he runs up to the edge of the stage and he slams those guns down on the stage and he goes, "I'm sorry, Angel. I don't get paid till next week, but I wanted to give you a tip anyway. Here, take my rifles." So I had a thousand dollars at that time of course and two big hunting rifles and then one guy uh gave me the pink slip to his pink cadillac convertible if you can imagine that in the 60s in alaska i, I have to tell you this one story uh i went to work oh my gosh it was in st paul minnesota very 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 cold and a lot of our which really isn't a true terminology in the northern countries of Europe because northern really means like Finland, Lapland, yeah. and stuff like that. But these 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 uh, sw uh, Swedish people and Danes and uh, people from Holland, they would all move to that area, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, because it was like home. So I'm working in this theater, and it's my very, very first time to work a, a big theater. And I came up there in a rabbit fur coat that went down to my ankles. <laughs> and that was the, the most warm thing I had to wear. So I'm getting ready to go on. I'm in my own dressing room, and this big box comes. And I open up the box because it's a gift from somebody in the audience. And in it is this fur stole, this fox fur stole. And I'm like, uh, I read the card, and he was like, will you have Chinese food after work with me? You know, my name is, um, you know, Paul Weinstein. He was this Jewish furrier. He had this fur <laughs> And I, I put the card back in, and, fold, and he put the fur back in. I said, send it back. I, I, I don't date old old men, you know, because I'm a... <laughs> You know, I'm like 20 years old or 22. I mean, what, what do I want with a 70-year-old guy, you know? So you could even choose at that time. Oh, yeah. So the next night, same thing. The box comes. I open it up. Now it's a fox jacket. <laughs> so I put it back in, and then in the card I write, he's still asking me for Chinese, for Chinese food. 
And I write back. I said, well, when you start sending me the minks, honey, I might think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just being a smart ass. I know he's not going to do that because mink is much more expensive. <laughs> so the next night, here comes a three-quarter length, you know, to your thighs, uh, sable mink coat. What? I, I pulled <laughs> shit. So to make the story short, for the seven nights I worked there, he gave me a, a floor length, a knee length, a thigh length. He gave me fox jackets, fox stoles, mink stoles. I got seven furs out of him. And uh, <laughs> come, come Saturday night, show closes. I went back to the hotel, got some sleep, packed up my stuff, and moved on to the next town. So he didn't even get his Chinese food with you? Nope. Didn't even get a kiss out of me. <laughs> Yeah, Elvis Presley. He gave me, which is very uh, what? rare. <laughs> Can you repeat that name again, please? <laughs> Elvis Presley. What? <laughs> so he was, was he generous? Loved to give rings. And actually, that ring got stolen from me. I had it all those years. All those years. No one ever stole a thing from me. And I wore it to one of the uh, burlesque functions. Oh, and a lot of people coming in my room and they picked up the ring and it was probably uh, the size of a American antique silver dollar. And it was a pink coral uh, from the sea carved in a rose and it had like little dew drops of water on the rose. But they were diamonds. They were different colored diamonds. Oh, wow. I do have an actual picture of me when I first came out as a legend wearing the ring. And you can see the ring. Oh, how beautiful. What a wonderful story. Six. But when you inter uh, interviewed the, the legends, it wasn't always only about burlesque, right? I think you also touched the topic of sex more than once. More than once. And many, many, <laughs> many times more than once. <laughs> and I remember that uh, when you interviewed Kit and Natividad, there were really interesting and funny things she said about that topic. Also, I think she um, made a very... Um, yeah, very interesting statement about herself. Well, I was born being a show-off. I always wanted to be an exhibitionist. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious and very revealing, of course. Um, yeah, and then she was unstoppable when it came to the to the t topic of sex, wasn't she? Kita Natividad was the funniest to interview. Oh my God, that woman is so full of life and so full of sexual power and she really knows how to use it. I mean, and what I really, really loved about her is she just talks about it in such like a natural way. And I mean, the fact that she did poor movies you know, up to her 60, when she was 65 years old. And I just loved watching them and just the joy that she proves in having sex and just enjoying it. And Kitten Natividad shared with us her story, not only the way that she enjoys sex, but as well, her first time. Oh God, scandal. Oh, my first time. Yes. With, with, with my boyfriend, it was graduation night. 
and and we decided we wanted to get married. <laughs> so uh, we couldn't, we didn't even know where to go get married. It was 12 o'clock midnight. So, <laughs> so we you just decided it, to have sex. <laughs> so we decided to, to fuck, and his dick was so big, <laughs> it wouldn't end. So he shot all over, and he, I, I, I said, what happened? And what is that? I didn't know that. You know, cum came out. I was so stupid. Oh, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> so but anyway, was... we did it. We did it. And it was terrible because he came so fast. Oh, I'm sure but that's... I, I'm, I'm sure I, that... That's it. Everybody makes, don't do it, don't do it. No wonder that we shouldn't do it. It wasn't that great. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure that's that's exactly what's happened still nowadays. I'm sure that men, as soon as they see you, they just come instantly. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so It wasn't so much later when I started dating older men. Um that I, I started to have orgasm and I knew about the enjoyment of sex. You know what I mean? Oh. And then, then they, that you're supposed to suck dick and have your pussy eaten, you know, things like that. Then, then I said, Oh wow, I love sex all the time. <laughs> sex. <laughs> that was great. Okay, now I remember from episode four of Burlesque on Air, Lady Lou and Suzanne um, interviewed Russell Bruner. And of course, he had to say a lot about sex as well. Here are some highlights of this episode. And don't cut out the foreplay either. You know, you don't need to rush into oh, anything. God, no. They're not going to suddenly change their minds or anything like that, you know. Like just... Uh, you know, re relax into it. Don't uh, don't rush over that foreplay. Don't just like throw uh, throw off all your clothes like a fireman and uh, <laughs> or I mean, well, actually, they, they do the inverse of that. But you know what I mean. Uh, take your time. Take your sweet time. Mm -hmm. And how would you say that you would uh, include both ladies so one would not be feel left out, which often happens in a menage a trois. Um, that there's always one that feels left out. How how would you manage that, Russell? Well, I mean, you, you can you can take breaks and such, you know, like a, like like one one person can 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 uh, leave for a bit and come back into the arrangement and uh, pour themselves a strong whiskey, sit in an armchair, have a cigar. Exactly, exactly. I mean, and, and just watch maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can have some spectating going on. It's it's like you know you're you're there for a while and you don't you don't need to you know don't worry about losing any people. Like a you know somebody can go get drinks. Somebody can uh, just be there providing uh, uh, a back massage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a bit like a wrestling match. You can jump in the ring and jump out and uh, tag team. Uh, yeah. And you can also dance. Oh. Yeah, just oh. dancing together, right? Right. Right. Uh, exactly. It's all about dancing. Like again, don't don't cut out that foreplay aspect to it. You know, like you can have fun, do some acrobatics, uh, do some dancing together. Um, you know, do that slow striptease together. Mm. Like oh yeah, it, it, especially if you if you get a chance to watch uh, my, the duet act that I did. You know, a du dual dual stalking, you know, can be uh, can be exciting. Yeah. Mm. Don't skip over anything. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. It's like it's like when you're eating a really good meal, savor every bite. You know. Oh yes, because it's over. 
faster than you think, right? And it would be just uh, especially for the men most of the time. <laughs> Oh, Susanna, it's a bit mean. It's a bit below the belt. Sex. Sex. Woohoo! Talking about below the belt, the area that I prefer, of course. In the radio show, we talk many, many times about my favorite subject of all, that it's right there below the belt, the penis. Oh, all the listeners know how much I love penis, as Kitty Natividad would say, and scream, <laughs> in all sizes and shapes and things. But in our radio show, we answer to the two most important questions. The first one is... Is better a circumcised or not a circumcised penis? And the second one, which is the most important of all, of, co- of course, does size matter? Let's listen. Hey, ladies, my name's Paul. I was just wondering if you girls really think that when it comes down to sex, that size really matters? My dear, darling, pervy Paul, I've been enjoying all of your pervy pictures and I've been enjoying this question, which is actually, I think, my favorite question of all, all our three episodes because it's like quite an easy thing to ask, but it is a very important and big matter. So, Lady Lou, do you like big or small pe- penises? Well, I have had the pleasure of dating a man with a rather large penis and also had the experience of dating a man with a small penis. Oh my God, I had that experience as well. And it was a micro penis that I'm going to tell you later about Mm -hmm. it. Yes. So through my personal experience, the difference is that the man with the big penis, he loved his penis right he thought it was the best <laughs> thing you know and he so he basically thought that he didn't have to really try much in bed because all he had to do was pull out his big penis and that every woman would drop to their knees and worship him and he was like yes lucky you lucky you for having such a guy like me with such a big penis um which in 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 the beginning it was exciting but after a while i thought hey wait a minute what am i actually getting out of this you're getting a big penis don't complain woman uh, yeah but still an orgasm would be nice a female orgasm would be nice as well and uh in comparison to the man with the little penis he was very different so he was eager to please oh i love that so because to make up for his small penis he paid all of his attention to me and the foreplay was amazing oral sex amazing and he really made sure that i also had fun that i had my orgasm and um yeah i mean there were moments where i thought yeah maybe it would be nice to have a little bit (laughs) but you know you weigh it up you know there's Hmm. pros and cons to both Look, I only see pros in having a huge penis and cons in having a small one. I'm sorry, but any woman who is going to say to you, man, that size doesn't matter, she's completely lying and faking (laughs) orgasm and everything because size does matter. I mean, I love my vagina to be completely spread apart during sex. Uh I love it so much, so, so much. Like the rough sex and a huge penis in me. Yeah, but it hurts as well if the sex is is, is, is 
too long. Oh, you're not. I'm not right? gonna change my mind, lady. No. <laughs> a big penis is the best thing that can happen in your life. I love it so, so, so much. So I had as well the experience of a micro penis, which is an actual ill. I mean, how can you say uh, an actual medical, you know, condition? Condition, yes. And uh, I met this guy in a library. Actually, we were going to university. We just met each other. He had something nice, and we just ended up in bed like the same afternoon. And he just pretended like everything was normal, which was the weirdest thing. And his penis was in erection the size of a thumb. And I'm really not exaggerating. His penis was like three centimeters long. I didn't even know what to do with it. I couldn't do a fellatio. I couldn't actually insert it really in my vagina. I didn't. So I had to fake because he was faking as well and mm -hmm. pretended that this big elephant wasn't in the room. I mean, this small little tiny elephant wasn't in the room. And so he he went on calling me in the next days and I couldn't answer because I didn't know what to tell him because he was just pretending that everything was normal when it wasn't. So that must be very, very hard for a man. So but, it would uh, have been better for him just to face up and uh, yeah. mention it and make yeah. it uh, something. I think so. I think so. Because as well, those little games can become a little fetishism, you know? I'm having, he could just have explained it like, I'm look, I have something amazing that you've never seen before and that you never will now. Let's try to play with it, you know, uh, you know, just yeah. like make a fetishism out of a default, yeah. you know, and then I would have fun, actually, yeah. because this small little tiny thing, I would just play it around with it. But he was just pretending that everything was more normal when it wasn't. Yeah, awkward. Mm -hmm. And yeah, did you have awkward. an orgasm? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't felt absolute I didn't feel anything at all like nothing and I just had to pretend a little bit to enjoy it I didn't fake an mm. orgasm because that would have been you know too much but I just <laughs> anyway uh -huh. so right now I have the luck to have a man that has like a a normal size penis but he does make so many efforts as you said Lady Lou and that's like so amazing and so many good orgasms so it's sort of a true that pleasure in sex is something in between a good size penis and what a man can give you big as well in his efforts not only in his size sex. Sex. hi my name is George I want to know do you prefer um circumcised penis or not circumcised penis. Thank you very much. Well, George, I prefer a uncircumcised penis simply because that's what I'm used to. I haven't really seen so many circumcised penises, but um, I definitely prefer a penis that is protected in its little blanket like a cozy little sleeping bag. And then it's ready to come out to play and the foreskin goes away and then it becomes a whole different object that's um, a transformation and I like that. Uh, so I definitely prefer uncircumcised. Well, it's well known that I love all penises of all shapes, except the micro penis that we talk about next week. But, so I had experience with both, and actually my ex-husband, he, uh, he was circumcised. So there is something that I really love about the circumcised penis, is this shine on the prepuzio, how do you call it, like a pella, this top part of the, of the cock, and the shine on it when it's circumcised. It's so beautiful and romantic, it's like a moon, and you watch it, and you just want to sing love songs but I think that for practical reasons I prefer a non-circumcised penis because it's so much easier for hand jobs and uh, you know you don't have
have to like spit on it and lubricate every two seconds while you're hand jo- doing a hand job. And then as well, I just have to play with this little skin and and kiss it and play with it and touch it and it's so soft. Anyway, I love all penises. Sex. So, Lily Tiger, you weren't part of the show at that moment yet, but of course I want to know the answer to the first and the second question. Do you prefer circumcised or not circumcised penis? And does size matter? <laughs> Lada, I knew you wouldn't let me get away without saying this. Nope, no way. <laughs> so, I guess I have to tell you now, everybody. Um, About circumcised or not, I have to say... For mostly aesthetic reasons, yes, I like the circumcised penises. Oh, you like the little <laughs> shiny? I prefer them. Yes, I do. I I would never force anybody to do it, but I love them. But what about hand jobs on circumcised penises? It's well, a bit annoying, no? Well, All the spitting I learned. And things. I learned how to do it. Oh, believe oh, 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 me. Oh my God! Share the secret with us. <laughs> tell us. I will. T- I will tell you secretly. Or maybe we have a new episode about that. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> so what about the size? Oh, the size. Yeah, it's very hard to... <laughs> 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 very hard to say. Well, it, I I really think there has to be a certain size there, right? I, I mean, you shouldn't be uh, lying or sitting there and asking yourself the question, is he already in? Oh my <laughs> so, God, isn't that the worst? <laughs> exactly. So yes, I mean, it doesn't have to go over to- over the top for me, but yes, I would like to feel a little bit, please. But, I mean, the <laughs> other question that I really hate during sex is like, did he already come or not? <laughs> I, found, I found that like with German men, they don't express uh, their orgasms and sometimes they have an orgasm but they just like keep it low and then you don't know if you should continue on grinding or what's going yeah, on yeah or if they're just disappointed and stopping <laughs> yeah right like I don't know I, I hate that don't you hate that me too me too oh my god anyway let's go, go please let's make go. some noise guys I love the guys making noise I love it so much when they make noise like on my ears and stuff and it just goes wild <laughs> so this is the message that we're uh, s- sending there to the world guys make noise make some us. noise and also that uh, gives us uh, the next Next uh, song, Give Us Some Skin. So the next song is called Give Me Some Skin, My Friend by the Andrew Sisters. <laughs> Talk will skin me, pop will skin me. 
Like they do it in Harlem, baby Stick and ride out and shout Give me some skin, my friend Step right up and take your stand You don't have to be timid, baby Stick and ride out and shout Give me some skin, my friend Smack it, whack it, my friend Let your hand rotate Show it, blow it Put it in your pocket till a future day Step right up and shake my hand Like they do it in Harlem today How do they do it? Just stick your hand out And give out with a shout Give me some skin, my Kreatives Radio für Berlin. Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. So talking about below the belt, we didn't only talk about penises, we talked about vaginas as well. And uh, the power of vaginas to ejaculate just like penises. But how to provoke that? Well, we had a squirtmeister coming in our studio and explaining us all the amazing te techniques of female ejaculation. And we discovered as well how this amazing power that the vagina has is actually quite a bit of a problematic thing for some women to live with. So let's hear uh, our squirtmeister explaining us one of the times that a woman felt very uncomfortable about it and there was absolutely no reason for it. I had uh, one individual I was playing with uh, who after some time and uh, playing with her in the right way she squeezed onto me and said oh my god oh my god I'm gonna come and then the rug below us was soaked and she I could see was very embarrassed about it and I didn't speak to her for a, a couple of weeks And when she got back to me, she told me how she was embarrassed about it. And she thought that she had peed all over the rug. Uh, I, I didn't think that. I, I was pretty well aware of what was coming out. And I was having a fun time with it and had a big smile on my face. So she went and asked a friend. And the friend told her, oh, no, no, you didn't piss all over the place. Girl, you came. He made you squirt. And so when she became more aware of that and could connect it with how that felt uh, uh, she came back for more <laughs> she came back for more indeed indeed good girl Six. Now, doesn't that sound interesting? So for all of you who would like to learn more about the techniques of uh, female ejaculation, of course, we can help you with that too. Um, there is a YouTube video, a YouTube 
squirting tutorial, um, which you can find on the Burlesque on Air playlist under Ask Lou and Lada squirting tutorial. And you will find out about all the details and step by step um, yeah, techniques of this. And then you are totally welcome to call us and tell us about your experiences. We're always eager to hear about them. Yep, and the squirting tutorial was practiced on our friend Paris. So you should all meet Paris. So oh, just go on the yes, YouTube channel. Please. She is worth <laughs> meeting. <laughs> She's a bit of a cold bitch, but oh. Ah, oh, don't tell them too much. No, no, I won't. Go and figure it out yourself. <laughs> all right, we're still below the belt, and uh, we've covered almost everything. But there's one part missing, yes, and a little tiny cute yeah. one yeah i think you got all excited about in that episode yes. i remember that <laughs> and i remember laughing at my um about it to myself um so yes of course we are talking about anal orgasm oh, here I love it so you want much. me to anal say it again so good <laughs> <laughs> perfect so yeah let's listen so we have an email question from one of our listeners called annie and she would like to know, have you ever had an orgasm while having anal sex? <gasps> Which word did you just anal say? Anal sex. Oh. And no clitoral stimulation. Oh, my God. Mm. So, Annie, thank you for this wonderful question that I'm going to prove so much pleasure in answering you. Almost as much pleasure as the first time that I had an anal orgasm. Hallelujah. It was, ah, uh, okay, so I waited 31 years of my life before getting to that sensation. And it was the most warm and long and deep and uh, intense orgasm that I ever had in my whole life. And uh, I didn't even know it existed. It just came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. And it just, boom, exploded inside me. Well, <laughs> so, and I cried of pleasure that night. It was the most amazing thing. You're making me jealous. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> and I never felt it again. But Lady Lou, you don't have to complain. You can have your orgasms anytime, anywhere with your special muscles. Uh -huh. oh, this is true. Thanks, Suzanne. Uh -huh. This is true. Yeah. Each one has her own secrets <laughs> and her own ways of giving pleasure, you know? Well, so I think that... Uh, then I explored this and actually Googled it. And I realized that not so many women have anal orgasms and not so many women can have an uh, anal orgasm. It's something actually that it's from a, just a minority of women. And um, I found this like special position that I could reach an anal orgasm with, which was leaning on the, s on the side of my bed and having this pressure on my belly that was pushing my A spot. A spot? Yes, Susanne, a spot. So, woman, we have the G spot that sort of everyone knows, but not everybody knows that we have other erogenous zones in our vagina. And the A spot is the patch of sensitive tissue at the inner end of the vaginal tube between the cervix and the bladder. That doesn't sound sexy at all, but oh my God, the pleasures that it can give. So, I think that the anal penetration stimulated from the other side my A spot because that was pressed against my 
anal tube. So that's how the magic happened. So it's not an easy task. And I think that I had a second secret weapon that make it happen, which is having an Italian stallion as a lover. I don't think that... Exactly. I don't think that all men can practice this uh, anal orgasm. So you need two things. You need to find out where your A spot is and how to stimulate it from the other side. So from your anal tube and then find an Italian Italian stallion <laughs> that can make it better and that can make it happen. That's my trick. Sex. So talking about anal orgasms, uh, in one of the episodes I talk as well of one of my foreplays going wrong, that it's included sheets going all brown and dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that one. (laughs) Yep. So Lady Lou uh, told us as well about uh, one of her foreplays going wrong. So let's listen to it. That was a funny one. I love it. Well, my favorite trick, one of my favorite things during foreplay is actually dirty talk. Mm -hmm. I do love Mm -hmm. me a little bit of dirty talk. And I think it's just a fun, playful way of communicating. Uh, And I actually have a funny story about dirty talk. Would you like to hear? Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So this was actually an experience with a woman. uh, And her and I were getting hot and steamy. And then she started to talk dirty. And I thought, oh, yes, this is one of my favorite things. Oh, you go, girl. And she started and I got quite excited. But then she didn't stop. (laughs) She kept talking and talking and talking. And then eventually she started to answer herself. Oh, what? I know. Not only asking a question, but answering herself. (laughs) I tell tell you what, it took dirty talk onto a whole new level. And I have to say it was extremely distracting. I totally got put off my game. (laughs) And all I could think was, okay, I'm making out in a nightclub toilet with this schizophrenic psycho now. We want to hear it. How was that sounding? Oh, it went something like, Oh, you're a bad, bad, naughty, dirty, filthy bitch. Aren't you making out in this bathroom, you dirty girl? And, <laughs> and then I would just about to be to answer the question and then she would say to herself, I know, but I just can't help it. I just can't help myself. I just have to do it right now. I know. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. And I'll just sort of stop and look and oh my God. I've got, I've got another story of another foreplay going really bad. So I was with my, always my Italian lover with, him, with whom I have the most adventurous sex games and things. So we were in a hotel room and there was this little chocolate on the, uh, on the, on the pillow. So I don't know, just in this beginning, he just took this chocolate and spread it all over my body, you know, and then we had sex in these white sheets. And then we, when we woke up the next morning, I mean, I don't know what the cleaning lady thought when she saw those <laughs> brown stains on that white sheet. Mm-hmm. And we got so embarrassed to leave the hotel room like that. But oh, well, it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have written with lipstick, it's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Sex. Sex. 
<laughs> all right. Well, all this talk about penises and chocolate and men, that just reminds me of one classic song. It's German and it's called Everybody, Every German is going to um, recognize it, of course. It's by Trude Herr and it's called Ich will keine Schokolade. <laughs> Solide und habe nie ein Rendezvous. Ich gehe höchstens mit den Eltern. Ich schicke spazieren ab und zu. Mein Vater sagt, sie muss das bleiben. Und da verschenkte mir Konfekt. Doch neulich platzte mir der Kragen, weil mir Konfekt nun mal nicht schmeckt. Ich will keine Schokolade. Ich will lieber einen Mann. Ich will einen, der mich küssen. Und um den Finger wickeln kann. Ich hatte neulich gerade Geburtstag. Und diesen Tag vergesse ich nie. Denn alle Tanten und Verwandten, die waren mit von der Party. Sie brachten Rosen und Narzissen und Schokoladezender schwer. Da hat mich plötzlich fortgerissen. Ich schrie, ich will das Zeug nicht mehr. Ich will keine Schokolade. Ich will lieber einen Mann, ich will einen, der mich küssen und um den Finger wickeln kann. Ich kaufte Sonntag auf dem Wummel, für 20 nenne ich mir ein Los. Ich habe doch wirklich was gewonnen, doch die Enttäuschung, die war groß, denn ich gewann doch deinen Teddy. Aus Schokolade macht sie Pan, der spürt sich wütend in die Menge und schiebt den Losverkäufer an. Ich will lieber einen Mann, ich will einen, der mich küssen und um den Finger wickeln kann. almost approaching the end of this best of burlesque on air episode how much of our souls we have given to this radio show and how much oh, of yes. our bodies as well so many sacrifices to make the episodes just for you dear listeners and i think that one of the sacrifices that i love the most was to be spanked by a true dominatrix lady velvet steel it was an amazing episode where we discovered all the secrets of a dominatrix world and oh well my butt got very red Should we just do one more thing to show our listeners? Uh, what about spanking? The basics of spanking? Oh yeah, most excellent. So first of all, I need a victim. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm afraid, so I can do it. I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> kneel, kneel on the back. So I usually start off like a bit teasingly because you know, it's all about the fun. She has been a good girl, you know? We just punish her because I like it. <laughs> she deserves it. And play around. Oh, look at the bounce. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bounce in my butt. Oh, oh that gave us a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise is really nice, isn't it? 
So basically, oh, so good. <laughs> good areas for spanking is um, wherever the fleshy areas are. So here is a hip bone. Um, with you, it's actually there's like a lot of nice areas. There's a lot of fleshy okay. areas. Um, <laughs> Uh, in this fold, people are usually very sensitive, so if you have a beginner, then maybe don't hit directly here, you can spank down to here. Cut out the knees, of course, this is a very sensitive area. Mm. I'm not saying you never can spank there, but you have to be actually experienced to know what you're doing, because there's lots of nerves here, lots of arteries, you don't want to do uh, damage, you just want to have like some fun. There's almost nothing you can do wrong. Start off with a drop. And ah, in between, ah, it's so good. Bit the gentle run. Yeah, I, this is what I like. You know, when you spank something, then now put your hand here. You're going to experience it being warmer than the other side. And the more you spank, the warmer it gets. And I like that. Oh. So look how pretty and red it becomes. Nice. But at least I have sacrificed my butt for a very important matter, and it was receiving advices from an actual slave. Lady Lou and I, we went to explore the femdom world during a femdom salon, uh, where we were surrounded by slaves and we spanked them and we used them, but as well, they gave us very good advices. Let's listen to one of them. We, for a dominant woman or strong woman like me, it's very hard to find a man who has, you know, the balls to keep up with us. So I quite often have that problem that men either cannot have an erection with me because they're too scared of my voice and of my presence, or they come too soon. So, you know, we are looking for you, men as well, that want to be, I mean, I don't know if I really want to stay, but I want somebody who can keep up with me and not be scared about me, you know? Yeah, but um, you just uh, uh, put um, his uh, cock in in a cage, and then he can't come. So that's very easy. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for the tip. Cock, cock in a cage? Is yeah, there yeah. actually cock cages? Yeah, I, I don't have one, but uh, you you can you can buy them and you can fit them, and then you lock it, and then uh, once in a month uh, he can get out. Yeah. That's a great tip. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sex. Oh, and then, but then I also remember, I mean, now you're talking about just the sacrifices you made and the, like how you went in there and did everything just to satisfy the audience. Um, there was a very famous aerobics uh, fitness lesson you had, you and pregnant Lady Lou, right? And you were giving your all that there with the briefs, I think they taught you how to be fit and uh, uh, sexy at the same time. Yes, we did an amazing fitness video tutorial that you can watch on our YouTube channel. And the important thing about that episode as well is that it was the last episode of Lady Lou before going to the baby break, which means 
the last episode before you arrived, Lily, <laughs> Lily Tiger, and you sacrificed yourself as well yeah, for the radio show. You were into sacrificing and you couldn't stop and you just made me take off all my clothes. I remember that. I will never forget that. <laughs> you dragged me into the park and we had to. I had to take my clothes off there. <laughs> and not only that, but we both attended the uh, naked yoga class. Do you remember that? Oh my God. I think that that <laughs> That was my favorite radio show of Burlesque on Air ever. The, my favorite episode. I loved it so much. It's a great episode. You should all go and listen to it on our SoundCloud channel. And probably the funniest part of our exploration of the FKK side of Berlin was when we met this very strange threesome of an old lady and two young guys in the park of Hasenheide, in the, in the nudist part of the park. So let's just listen to it and laugh about it once again. Was ist denn das Schöne an FKK? FKK, für, ja, dass man den Wind spürt und die frische Farbe und, und alles. So, this lady was very eager to tell us about her um, idea of FKK, of the nudist experience. And she said, well, she loves the fresh feeling, she loves the wind on her skin and the fresh color that you get from being outside naked. And when I asked her if it was, if there was just the, just the body experience or if it was an ideology she said no no it's also an ideology and she wouldn't mind living in a small village where everybody was naked and maybe um, maybe even some people naked and some not and she started uh, telling me about her crazy fantasies about this village <laughs> then of course I wanted to know how did she get to know those two boys because that was the obvious the obvious thing for us and she said, well, over the last few days, they they have gotten to know each other. And um, so every summer is different. And in this one, they just got to know each other. And then they, they do things together. And then she started laughing. <laughs> and that's how they left us, going with big smiles on their faces and laughs to some sort of a party or whatever. We don't know what happened. But you see, at the FKK parts of Berlin, old ladies have fun with young boys and we love it. They're not afraid of their bodies, they're not afraid of their sexuality and they want to be free. Sex. Okay, so here we are at the end of our best of this season of Burlesque on Air, which has been going on for over a year now. And I'm very, very excited to, to be part of it now and to start into a new season from the next episode on. Yes, it's been a, very, a great pleasure and, a, and great excitement for me so far. Um, and thank you again for choosing me, Lada. <laughs> really. What a roller coaster ride has this season one been and the second one? 
it's gonna be even naughtier because Lily Tiger and I are an explosive mix for, <laughs> for ad sexual adventures and burlesque adventures. So be sure that there are gonna be many, many, many of them in the future. Oh, we have so many plans already, but we're going to tell, uh, tell you about them slowly and piece by piece. Otherwise, you're going to be too over overwhelmed. <laughs> and not to miss any of them, uh, like our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash burlesque on air and if you if you have little naughty talks to share with us you can send us an email on questions.burlesqueonair at gmail.com you can send us a little sound, uh, voice message on our Facebook page you can find a tutorial on how to do so uh, on our Facebook page on our Facebook page as well you can find our phone number so you can send us little voice messages and share with us your stories but be sure to follow our Facebook page and you will find all the infos there. I repeat, facebook.com slash burlesconair. Exactly, and the next episode will be aired on the 30th of September, so tune in. And responsible for this show is me, Susan. I'm happy to continue with you two, and thank you, dear listeners, and goodbye. <laughs> Till the next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.